We are one, we are love, and we're all woven together. Hi friends, welcome back to the Woven in Truth podcast. This is Mallory hanging out with you today. Thank you so much for spending some of your time listening to our podcast. We're so grateful. Um, I am having a great day right now. I know you you were probably wondering that. Is Mallory having a good day? <laughs> and the answer is yes, I am. I'm chilling in my backyard with my mom. She's here and I'm so happy. And she goes out of town tomorrow and I said, hey mom, let's do a podcast. And she said yes. So I'm so excited. Um, mom, do you want to introduce yourself to all the listeners? Yes, I'm Jody Hayward, Mallory Melcher Post mom. <laughs> and I'm really excited to be able to be a part of your podcast today. And what an honor that you asked me oh. to do this with you. I absolutely have been so encouraged and inspired. And my faith has been built by the many um, women that you've interviewed and them sharing their story and just lessons that they're learning. So I'm eternally grateful for this podcast and what you're doing to help so many women, Mallory. Oh, thanks, and mom. So I am um, a educational consultant and I've been working in this profession for 18 years. My husband and I worked in the full-time paid ministry for 20 years and now I've been working in the for 22 years in the non-paid full-time ministry because if yes. we're a disciple, we're all full-time. That's right. And um, I actually love my job. And what I get to do is work with administrators and teachers. And I teach, coach, and train on grace and accountability. So it's really amazing to me that in the school systems, mm -hmm. The foundation that works, it we know what comes from the Bible. Yeah, that's and cool. And I think about in John 1, how Jesus came full of grace and truth. And that's truly what I get to work with mm -hmm. in, the in the 19 different schools that I work with. Oh, so wow. I'm really excited to be here today. And in my profession, what we're also training on are skills that uh, children, students are missing. So it's a mm -hmm. K-12 program. And when they don't know how to have an overwhelming feeling without making it worse mm -hmm. or can't be okay when they think somebody else isn't okay or um, it's hard for them to follow rules mm -hmm. and let adults be in charge, it's yeah. a way to really um, teach them how to be able to have those skills while yeah. protecting them from what they can't manage. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Don't we all need that? <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's truly life skills. It's what helps you be successful in life. And it, it totally helped you in your parenting, I'm sure, dealing with me and my brother. My sister's an angel for everybody listening, but dealing with me and Nate, you probably needed all those Yes, but you're amazing, and you're so patient and kind. You're an angel mom, so I, I just love that you've you found such a cool lane where God's let you mm -hmm. use, you know, all these gifts he's given you and, and skills and even experience in church settings and church communities, but also just in general, yeah. like you are who you, you're such a integrated human being. That's what I love about you. Like who you are on Sunday is who you are every day of the week. And I just think that's really special. So I'm excited you're here and um, that we're going to talk more. Um, so everybody listening, a little context here is, I call my mom like every day to tell her random <laughs> things that don't matter, but she's so nice wow. and cares. But 
she'd been working on this like a uh, lesson for a retreat and I just she'd share bits and pieces here and there and I just thought it was phenomenal content and I was like it, it's just been in- encouraging to me so I thought you guys would like to hear it too so mom do you want to tell us a little bit about um the theme of what you're going to be talking about today Yes, yeah, so um, I did a women's retreat for the church in Columbia, Missouri, and they did it at Bridal Cave, and it was just a beautiful location. Ooh. And the theme was Do Not Fear, Ooh, so and good. taken from the book of Lamentations. Ooh, very cool. And why, okay, I know why I think that's helpful for me, but I just was curious to ask you, Mom, why do you think this topic is so relevant? Well, I definitely think it's relevant just with all the things that are going on in the world right now, especially with the war in Ukraine Mm -hmm. and just the devastation and the hardship, as well as just things here in the States as well. Yeah. And I look at how hard just even people's daily lives sometimes to... To just let all the listeners know, I don't think I had ever read the whole book of Lamentations. <laughs> and then they said it was from Lamentations 3, and I thought, well, I just... Yeah, it's not your typical, like, Women's Day theme, which right, I actually love. Right. Um, then Do Not Fear is definitely a women's theme. Yeah, you know yeah, I'm yeah. saying that's something I need, definitely. But when I read it, it actually had such deep sorrow, despair. Yeah. And, like, that's... The first two chapters, the last two chapters, there's this instilled hope in uh-huh. Lamentations 3, but it's not like they rush through the despair and suffering that they're going through in the right. sense that they're very expressive right. and they sit in it. Yeah. And your brother actually did a lesson, a sermon this last year for our church on lament and I don't think I had ever stopped and paused to really study that or yeah. look at that yeah. because I'm a half glass. I mean, the glass is half full yeah. in my life. That's the way I look at things, but that's not really life all the mm-hmm. time. And so how do I empathize, validate, and sit with people when they are in that despair and sorrow yeah. and not give a quick scripture mm-hmm. as if they're supposed to get over it, Yeah, but helping walk alongside them through it. Totally. And that's so cool when you get those skills because you can develop them interpersonally too, like within mm-hmm. yourself and give yourself more permission to explore those spaces where maybe you would have rushed through and then go, wait, God might want to sit with me in this for a little bit longer, but then what is he calling me into? And I think that's really cool. And I like that your theme is do not fear because that is that like those three words. Uh, I just feel like you hear them a lot and I see them in scriptures and I'm like, okay, um, thank you. Yes, definitely. But like, I love that that always is followed up by something else where God, you know, either comforts us or, or promises his presence or something like it's yeah. not just a command. Do not fear, period. There's always some more context to absorb. So I'm excited for you to dig in a little bit more to this. So I will stop talking and just kind of let you go through your outline if that's okay. And then I might pop in later. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I, you know, I never am short on things to add. (laughs) So I'll just hand it over. I'll just hand it over to you, Mom. Okay. Okay. So 
As I was looking um, at this theme, do not fear, and even looking at Lamentations, I was I really like the Bible Project and some of the overviews that they do. But they talked about how this is a poetic reflection of the siege of Jerusalem and the exile. Uh, when the city fell to Babylon in 587 BC. And at that time, they were worshiping other gods, and it's truly about God's justice. And as well as looking at the pain, suffering, and confusion that the people were going through at that time. And as I looked up lament, um, that is a passionate expression of grief and sorrow. And that extreme sorrow where people are crying out and in extreme pain. Um, it's compared to the death of a loved one. Uh, so with that, Revel um, Lamentations 3, verse 55 through 58, it says, I called on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ears to my cry for relief. You came near when I called you, and you said, Do not fear. O Lord, you took up my case. You redeemed my life. And I just want to read that last sentence again. You came near when I called you, and you said, Do not fear. You took up my case. You redeemed my life. And I think about, like, when I look at fear, that is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat, or a feeling of anxiety concerning the outcome of something or the safety and well-being of someone. And I know for me, my mind works in overdrive sometimes in this area, and it just works over time. Um, I think about, Mallory, when you and Nathan and Ariana planned for my 60th birthday in 2020 um, because of the pandemic to meet in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Oh, yeah, that's fun. And yes, however, I'll share about the part <laughs> for me that wasn't fun. Oh, okay. And so <laughs> you guys would drive for 13 and a half hours and we would drive for 13 and a half hours and meet in Pagosa Springs. And it was such a beautiful area. Yeah. And I know Nathan and Kendall, they're avid, avid hikers. Yeah. And so they had the whole thing planned out too. <laughs> and we went on this beautiful hike in the mountains. But I was so afraid that one of you kids or even our grand dog, Bree, that was with us, would fall off a cliff or into the, one of the crevices. Yes, I and remember I that. could not even enjoy the beautiful scenery because I was really gripped with fear. Yeah. And it makes me so sad how sometimes my fear really robs me of really being able to enjoy life and mm. the beauty of it. Um, I also think about growing up, I had such a fear of my father dying mm -hmm. from a very young age. Um, some of it was because of his lifestyle at that time. Yeah. He was an alcoholic. He smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. Um, and then even at the age of 50, my dad was given six months to live. Yeah. And they, he had had three massive heart attacks, so they said he had too much muscle damage to do open heart surgery. Oh. But you know your amazing Aunt Terry and what an advocate she is. Yeah, she's incredible. She, she is. 
she called Houston Methodist Hospital and actually even got to talk to Dr. DeBakey. And he actually is one of the ones that helped originate the bypass surgery in 1980. And so they said, hey, you can come here. So we all flew in there. And Dr. DeBakey said, you're a walking time bomb. You Mm -hmm. have 100% blockage in two main arteries, 80% in the other. And he said, but I can have you in surgery first thing in the morning. Wow. And so at that time, my dad was 50. And I think about how I had always just feared of him dying. And he had this, I was studying the Bible with him in the hospital. I was even doing light and darkness, just trying to just share the truth with him before he went into that surgery. And he was listening, but not responding at that time. And I begged God that he not only would save his life physically, but that he would give him years to glorify him. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing is he lived 35 more years. And at the age of 65, 15 years later, they... Became, they moved to Kansas City to become Christians. That was right. their whole purpose of selling their home and quitting their jobs was to move there because they had seen the need to really radically change their life and become Christians. And so cool. So I say that because I think about the fear that drove me, but my dad was an amazing disciple and loving God's people for 15 years and serving, Mm -hmm. but how much initially my fear was gripping me to always fear his death when really he still had 35 more years to live. Wow, yeah. And um, when I look at fear, you know, that was more as a noun, as a verb, but to avoid or put off doing something because you're afraid, maybe afraid of failure, So you don't even start. And then when you feel more overwhelmed, because now you're really stuck and you get frozen in time. And I think about how with fear, how if I don't get started, then I can't ever grow and change. And Mm -hmm. I know in schools, we talk a lot about growth mindset versus fixed mindset, which is really to me a godly principle. It totally is. By faith. And I think of me even with technology that way that I can get gripped with fear. But if I just think, no, what can I learn? What can I do? Mm -hmm. And how much we can grow and change. And that's something that doesn't even really matter. I mean, it does in our society, but um, as far as spiritually, it doesn't. But how much it has impacted me just having that growth mindset, even Mm -hmm. at work. Mm -hmm. So I was going to share a few fears that sisters have shared with me over the past month in these different walks of life. Okay. Different life stages. Yes. Okay. Yes. And hopefully um, those listening will not feel overwhelmed by me sharing all of these different fears. (laughs) Honestly, they'll probably just relate. (laughs) Okay. To at least one or multiple, they'll probably relate. Okay. So some of the campus students, they talked about fear of taking tests, final exams, papers, and I could can totally relate. Every finals week, I wanted to quit college. I literally remember that. Like I'm like, no, you can't. I could just walk off into the sunset. <laughs> no, that was what I dreamed of. Um, so I have just anxiety around taking tests. Um, some of the other fears they have are about paying for college, their loans and their debt. Ugh. Yeah. As well as, will God take care of me in the same way um, that I see him provide for others? So Mm -hmm. sometimes that comparison Mm -hmm. 
And will my friends or family still like me or approve of me if I stand up for the truth? Mm. Uh, Do I still have value if I'm not constantly working or doing things for others? Mm. Yeah. Another, so uh, fears for single and single moms Mm -hmm. that God won't provide a husband or as a single that they won't have a family. As a single mom, fear of parenting alone, fear of not having a father figure, Mm. fear of not being able to provide for them financially. And I know some of the fears that some of my married friends have shared is fear of my husband will work too hard and not care for his health. Fear as far as their communication ever getting better. Mm -hmm. Fear Mm -hmm. about their finances. Fear that I don't always help or make my husband feel secure. Um, Some of the marrieds have expressed fear as far as not being able to get pregnant and have a baby. Um, Some of the parents had shared fears. How will I get through this exhaustion? Is my baby growing at the right percentile? Yeah. Is my child going to have friends? Yeah. Child's health, child's emotional state, their big feelings, their numb feelings, their extreme sad or depressed feelings. How do I help them? Mm-hmm. Fear of being inadequate as a mother. Fear my child will test the waters um, of worldliness and actually like the godless short-term thrill that it brings. Uh, fear that my children will turn away from their spiritual foundation. Fear my children will not believe God can and will forgive them of every sin they have committed, preventing them from living in peace. Fear my children will die before I do, particularly from an accident or disease. I know some of my friends that are widows, uh, just the fear that comes with being alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, fears of not fitting in any longer with your married friends in their conversations. Oh, that'd be so hard, yeah. Yes. And then something that was common for all these different stages of life, fear if I'm totally real in myself, will people still accept me? Am I good enough doing enough? How do people view me? Yeah. So with that, <clears throat> how do we overcome our fears and trust God? And I want you to think about what helps you to overcome your fears. Hmm. Now, we definitely know it's not the news yeah. and not social media. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite scriptures is from Isaiah 26, verse 3. And actually, Mallory, I wrote this, and I had the card with me at that women's retreat that I wrote to you in March of 2012. I wrote one out for you, one out for Jeremy, and one out for myself when I was out here. And we were planning for your wedding. (laughs) And I thought you needed some scriptures on peace. Oh, just trying to help me out. Yes, yes. (laughs) And little did I know that I actually would really need these verses just as much as Mallory. And if you remember, right, that is like just a week and a half before your wedding when your dad thought he had indigestion and he went to the doctor but really he needed open heart surgery yeah that was awful yes and he had 98 percent blockage and it was the widow maker kind that had anything shifted 
it was really serious. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, those are those scriptures that I hung to. And this was one of the key ones. Isaiah 26, 3. He will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. I love that. I do too. He will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And I was just looking at this. God will keep in perfect peace. And when you think about perfect, that's absolute complete. So absolute complete peace. And then you look at peace, free from disturbance, a mental calm and serenity. Now that's amazing. And I think about what Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Wow. And it also says peace is freedom from dispute or dissension between individuals or groups as we have actually witnessed in so many different areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I know with the, war going on in Ukraine, it's just reminding me that our citizenship is not in heaven. I mean, it's not in this world, it's in heaven. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what continent, what country, what state, what city we're from, Mm -hmm. that we're all part of the same family. And him whose mind is steadfast. Now, this is where I have to do a lot of work myself. Because steadfast is that resolutely firm, determined, and unwavering. So how do I help my mind to be firm and not wavering? Yeah. And then I think the last part of this, because you trust in you. And verse 4 says, trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. And I think about that trust, that firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, and strength of God. Yeah. And I know we had a great lesson. We have amazing preachers in our church there in Kansas City, which you do here in San Diego. Everybody does. But one of them was sharing just last week or two weeks ago, right before I did this, um, Hebrews 12.1, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So when I think about that mindset, what do I need to throw off that hinders Mm. or what sin is entangling me so I can't, I don't have the steadfast mindset. Okay. And so when I was- Like what makes you waver? Yes. Okay. Yes. And what hinders me? Yes. Okay. Keeping me from being steadfast, determined. Yeah. So definitely sometimes social media can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And- I think about my feelings. My feelings can be all over the map. And I tie in there my emotions that go with those feelings um, or others' opinions. Yeah. And something I was thinking about, I really have loved the book um, that I got, like, so many copies at Christmas time for all my friends, Linda Brumley's book called To Be Holy. Oh, yeah. Um, It's been very inspiring to me because really in it, she's going over the fruits of the Spirit and how to help ourselves truly be steadfast in God's Word. Mm. But I say that because I was thinking about one thing that can hinder me is my phone. All of its dings, pings. It's like it's called to worship it. It's like, okay, bow down. Come to me. Yes. Yes. Bow down to the almighty phone. And I'm like, is that my golden calf? Wow. And I'm like, what is that? Okay. That's just fear of missing out, left behind. 
And sometimes it's even like I'll be in God's word and I'm thinking, ooh, this is so good. Let me text this to Mallory. Let me text this to Kindle, to Ariana, to Nate. Like, and I just get off track from even just being devoted, even when I'm in a sense, sometimes yeah. being distracted, even yeah. on doing quote, good things. Yeah. And so I was thinking about though, what actually helps me to have this fearless mindset and I think about how it goes back to God's word. Um, Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Mm. And I want to emphasize this because we are living in a world of information overload. Oh, yeah. And with that, I remember 42 years ago when I studied the Bible, I was a campus student, a junior in college, And I remember as we were looking at John 8, 31 and 32, if you hold to my teachings, you're really my disciples, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I truly do think that's free from our fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But hold. So what am I going to hold to? God's word. And back then, the thing that we totally cautioned against, that they cautioned me against, was paraphrased Bibles. (sighs) And then now you think about the stop paraphrase Bible because that's based on somebody's opinions in right. their experiences and like, emotions, like commentary, yes, stuff like their that. Their lens, so it's not directly from the Greek and translated. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's paraphrased. And they were saying those are like be wary of exactly those. because their own opinions come in. Yeah, and actually some of them are very distorted. If you look, it doesn't go back. Like they and might just steer hold. you in a certain direction or something. Exactly. And I thought, you know, we live in such a world now. It's paraphrased information all over, but it's, it's like all we all have. Day. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So. That's why I say it's so important that we go back mm-hmm. and where God's word is the key. Yeah. There's no shortcuts, no substitution, holding to God's word. And with that, I was thinking, okay, so what helps me is truly reading, studying, and meditating on God's word. Yeah. And it does help dissolve my fears and it brings faith and truth. And it truly does allow me to fix my eyes, um, not on the problem but on who can solve the problem and that being Jesus or who can help just be with me through that time. Yeah, yeah. I also thinking about singing worship songs really helps dissolve my fears because yeah. like so many of them are just taken directly from the scriptures. Yeah, that's cool. And it's reminding me of his goodness, his mercy, his forgiveness. Definitely worship and definitely fellowship help me. Um, and I just, I'm so grateful for the family and that I'm not alone and that we're in this together. Now, just in our, um, some of the staff and elders couples. So my husband has served as an elder, I think it's for the last 18 years. And so as we were getting together, we were talking about what is a strength of yours and what is an area that you want to grow in. Mm -hmm. And I think this is so helpful because then we share. And if all of us as disciples are sharing out, what do I need to grow in? Then other people, you're opening it up so they can speak into your life. Mm -hmm. And it's probably things they're already thinking, yeah, this is what you need, (laughs) you know, or, or I'd want them to tell me, you know. But so for me, when I think, okay, what can help me to overcome even in this area of fear? And I looked at James 1, 19 through 21, and something I shared with the sisters a couple weeks ago, this is really convicting 
because this is a scripture I remember looking at 42 years ago. Wow. So sometimes you're you're going back and God is refining you even more in an area. Mm-hmm. And I do thank God for his grace and mercy because I do believe I've grown in this area, mm-hmm. but I have a lot more room to grow. And um, so my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Mm. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of. And it, it really, this ties into Hebrews 12, yeah. whatever hinders in the sin. And humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Mm. And, you know, if you look at anger, that's really a secondary emotion. So you think, what is driving Mm. that anger? And so for me, it's often driven by fear. Mm. And really, fear drives me to do the opposite of what God's word says here, is to be quick to speak and slow to listen. And then bigger feelings that follow. And the thing I look at is I want to be in control. Yeah, yeah. And so if I can be quick to speak, I think I can be more in control. Yeah. But then I'm not a good listener and I'm not really learning. Um, and I'm not in control anyway. But the thing at the the last part of the scripture, humbly accept the word planted in you. And I was thinking about that whole planting because, you know, this is the planting time. You cultivate, you seed, you reseed, you cultivate, you seed, you reseed, you water, weed killer more cultivating like it's constantly just Be careful with weed killer people <laughs> well organic <laughs> yeah we just did some succulent planting actually so that's oh. probably why this is on your mind oh remember there you go yes yes yesterday <laughs> remember <laughs> oh i can't forget um but the more i'm in the word the calmer and more trusting of god i am and yeah. it builds my faith it's true and it drives out my fears So just that scripture again, the last part of Lamentations 3, there in 58, you came near when I called you and you said, do not fear. You took up my case. You redeemed my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. This is huge. Obviously, this is something like you mentioned. I feel like this is stuff we navigate our whole life. Like some of it we're wired to, right? Like like your my kids super cautious like you see Ellie and she's like cautious because she she's trying to protect herself like if I'm cautious when I'm walking on this and I'm a little fearful then I won't fall and get hurt or whatever but I think when we that that good thing that God gives us if it if it isn't stewarded in a way that that honors him it, it can actually really stop us from living life to the full I think right and enjoying just being loved and being taken care of. It's like we're trying to take care of ourselves when we're already taken care of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if if we're not, I don't know, discerning with it, I would say is the, the word I'm thinking about. Um, I definitely inherited a lot of what you described. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I need to just own it. It's my own stuff. Don't worry, Mom. But I think, like, it's so good. And I think there's always going to be things to fear, but it's like, do we have to be at the mercy of all that right i don't yeah yeah like i I think it's something we'll always have to process through but like you said it's what i love about god's grace and Mm -hmm. growth and because like my my nature my character even in the flaws within that including my sinful nature they're pretty much the same that they've always been but i feel like how it looks now is different than how it looked five years ago 
or 10 years ago or if it should like mm-hmm. i should be I, you know what i mean like i think that's part of of sanctification of of letting god develop things in us you know what i mean and and, and bring us closer to him and more like him you know but i think in that i love that you brought up a lot of amazing scriptures for us to cling to and just the power of those alone like holding to those and not letting fears and just i don't know like certain outcomes be what what drives me and and what i'm focused on and steered by but instead god's word like i think that's so huge and um that's pretty powerful and it's also crazy to think about when you started the bible 42 years ago that their biggest thing was like be careful with paraphrased Bibles. Yes. Like now it's like we have so much content and there's so much inundation of good stuff, but also right. stuff that make can add to these things. Like, exactly. you know, even, I don't know, in anybody, in anybody's life stage, I think we have those things. Like when we, mm-hmm. when we're pursuing growth, when we're pursuing knowledge or just information, some of that can be really good, but some yes. of that can, can take us in a different direction. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I love everything you brought up. So if somebody listened to this, they probably saw the title and they probably already to some degree relate, right? I think mm. everybody can relate to this topic. Um, what are, I know you have some good questions for them to consider. Obviously, this is a very individual thing. Everybody's right. different. Everybody's fears are different. You know, some of us have, you know, we overlap or whatever and they're rooted in some of the same things. But right. What are some of those questions that you kind of want to send them with? Like if, if later you guys want to look at the episode notes and do some journaling or, or pray through these things. I know you have some questions for them, mom. You want to read them? Sure. Um, first of all, what helps you to overcome your fears? Hmm. And how can you cultivate that area in your life? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, the second one is what is something that may be hindering you in your walk with God? causing you to have more fear than faith. Ooh, that's good. And then thirdly, what is a gem from God's word that can help you to address that and help you to grow and overcome? Okay. Um, just like I was sharing with you that my scripture there is James 1, and that's what I'm going to keep meditating on. Awesome. So that way you can focus and meditate on it. And I think about how even in James it talks about you know, looking at yourself in a mirror. So it helps me to truly see myself. And I think sometimes we speak to our intentions instead of what really, where we're really at. Mm. We speak to where we think we, where we want to be. Yeah. And we have intentions to be versus where I'm really at. And that's not to be down on ourselves, but if I can't see something, I can't really change. Totally. And I know when I talked about coaching and accountability, we talk about really owning it, fixing it, and learning from it. Yeah. But the the middle stage is seeing it as a problem in my life. Yeah. If I don't see something as a problem in my life, True. I won't really change it. I won't see the need. And a lot of times we have to go hit some painful times to see things as a problem in life. Yeah. And we don't ever get to that critical stage. But if I see it as a problem in my life, I welcome input. Right. I don't look at input as criticism. I look at it as support and help. It's going to help me. This is going to help me, and I can change. That's the right. thing that I think is amazing about being a child of God. I'm never too old to change. Yeah. I mean, I was 20 when I became a Christian. My dad was 65. Right. And I had so much to change. Thing, I'm so thankful yeah. I God showed me the truth at 20 because I cannot believe 
how much I had messed up my life. But we're never too old to change and to continue to change. It's true. That's so true. I love those questions too. So hopefully you guys can check down in the notes if you want to like take some time to really reflect on those. Um, but mom, thank you so much for sharing. You did such a great job. I love this. There's so much to kind of unpack here. Great scriptures. I'm definitely going to make one of them my my phone wallpaper because you're right like at least right now my phone feels like okay a little necessary evil like there's good and bad that I, I try to move apps around and things like that but I do obviously I'm going to be on it and I'm like well at least I'm going to have God's word be on it mm-hmm. <laughs> right so I at least have to go through that before I get to anything else on there um but yeah thanks mom for sharing thank you for having me um and everybody that listened we hope this really resonated with you and my mom is actually gonna uh kind of pray over a scripture here as we uh in this episode so thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time on the podcast but mom go ahead and read that uh lamentation so as we were looking at the scripture in lamentations three um on do not fear uh earlier in the in the uh verses 22 through 24 it says because of the lord's covenant of faithfulness he will not allow evil to get the final word. And because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. We are one.